Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of the Money Night Podcast with Wade Chessman, certified financial planner and certified kingdom advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Walter Storholt here with you, filling in for Ben George today. I'm sorry, Wade, we're having to go to the B team <laughs> on the program today. I don't think today. that's true. <laughs> I have big shoes to fill of Mr. Ben George, but I know that you carry all the water in the show anyway, so I'm in good hands as long as I've yeah. got you departing the usual wisdom that you do That's here right. on the program. So, that is uh, right. We've got a great show on the way today. We're going to be talking a little bit about you today, Wade. My favorite um, subject. Yeah, why not, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about what makes your financial advisor tick. And so we're going to answer some questions that maybe you've had about what it's like to work with a financial advisor, but also some behind the scenes, like what really gets Wade Wade going? Maybe it's a look at some history as well. How did Wade get into the business? And uh, these are questions that are just, I think, good to understand a little bit more about the person who is giving you advice and guidance and conversation about the financial world mm-hmm. here on the program and I think it's going to be revealing in, in many ways. So that'll be a lot of fun. Plus, we've got a really good question from one of our listeners, Gabe, who is wondering a little bit about um, you know having his retirement savings spread out between a whole bunch of different accounts. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of wondering like when that's the case, well, which ones do you withdraw from first? How do you, how do you figure all of that out? So we'll get into the specifics of uh, his question a little bit later on. But first, uh, let's start with the good stuff in life. What, what's happening in your world, Wade? Well, you know, School starting back up. I just took we just took our youngest back to the University of Arkansas for her sophomore year, and nice. She's so far she's really enjoying it. She's been there about a week and a half doing sorority stuff, and she tells me it's been really fun. You know, it's a little bit more like a normal college experience this year, even though there's still obviously issues going on. But uh, as far oh, as I know, right. she's still her planning on heading to class. Have, would have been COVID central last year and the yeah. remote classes and all that, right? Yeah, it was a really weird experience. So yeah. she's look, she's there. She's excited. So that's what we've been doing. Was it easier? I'm guessing it was easier to drop off for year two than it was in year one. Yeah. Seems like we had a lot of stuff, though. Wow. <laughs> More Just, than the first yeah. year to take? I don't know. It seemed like it. I mean, we had we were packed to the gills. You, know, you took, used a little anyway. bit more gas driving driving to the college this time? I, mean, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's too funny. Well, uh, go Razorbacks then, right? Yeah, that's right. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, glad that uh, she's off and on her way into sophomore year and that you guys had a successful trip to, uh, to drop her off. And uh, let's get into the topic today, Wade, and answer some questions that people may have about the financial world and get to some good discussion here. So as I mentioned, we're going to peel back the curtain a little bit to learn about you as a financial advisor. So uh, I've got a couple of questions for you. First on my mind, I'm wondering about influential people in mm-hmm. your life. And when you were younger, who were some of the folks that shaped the way, in particular, since this is a financial show, in particular, the way that you view money and wealth? Uh, and if you have any lessons that you learned from those folks that, that maybe still resonate and stick with you today? Well, it's, you know, like a lot of people, I think we're, we're shaped by the family that we grew up in, right? So obviously, the way I saw money and possessions was through my parents, even through my grandparents. And, you know, they were great examples of managing money well and, you know, doing the right thing. You know, I've talked about this on the past 
in past uh, podcasts, you know, my dad was when he was in his fifties became very ill, and because of proper planning, you know, things didn't go according to plan. But things, but he was able to retire or walk away from, uh, from work, and and things worked out okay. I also learned though that you know, in the early years, you know, my dad was probably underinsured and things weren't necessarily good. So it taught me to make sure that. I saw the good things that they did. They saved money. They spent less than they made. They lived below their means. You know, they were somewhat frugal. And so, you know, you learn the value of money and how, you know, you have to stay out of debt and all those good lessons. And But I also found out later on, you know, there was probably some things early on in his, when they were married and stuff that, you know, he maybe wasn't as protected from a, if something had happened to him. So I'm, I'm passionate about that. I'm also passionate about uh, the fact that later on in life, he did, thank God, have things in place so that when things didn't work out, maybe according to plan, that he was in good shape. So really what I learned from my parents and as well as my grandparents is just the idea of, and it, you know, it's the concepts that we talk about all the time, living below your means, not, you know, not spending all that you make, saving over time, um, just being a good steward of the money that you have. So they were a really good influence and they, and it made me want to get into financial planning a little bit too, because, you know, a lot of times people in our industry, they get into this business because of the bad things that happen, right? They saw, Oh, my parents ended up in bankruptcy, but no, that's the exact opposite. I got to see for the most part it done right. And it made me want to help other people do the same thing. So pretty neat that, too. Those are the people in my life that it wasn't just them like, talking to you either you learn from their actions maybe mm-hmm. more than anything is what i kind of get from 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 your story yeah exactly because you know you don't my dad and i love talking about finances and things like that now but back then it's just really more of watching it and of course looking back in hindsight you know you don't you don't really think about it too much when you're a kid but now having your own family you think gosh i see why my parents did this i see why they did this i don't know why we didn't go on you know, maybe we didn't go on all these fancy European vacations, but we, now my parents are, they were doing what they could and now they're financially secure. So a good lesson in that regard. Thanks for taking us down memory lane a little bit. Definitely yeah. some good lessons in there. And so how did those pieces, I mean, obviously those are some memories that you have in the financial world, but what are some of the other pieces that then led you to an actual career in the financial business? I was working in when when I was in school at the University of Arkansas. So, you know, go Razorbacks. We just talked about that. I was doing a cooperative education program. You can never say it too many times, apparently, though, Wade. So it's okay. Well, you know, why not? (laughs) I I won't call the hogs. How about that? I'll I'll stay away from that. There you go. But anyway, I was working for an international paper company in Memphis doing what we call a cooperative education program. I really wasn't too excited about working for a paper company, but while I was there, I met this guy who come to find out was a pretty, was a pioneer in the independent financial planning business. You know, before that was a big deal. And I got to introduce to him and he took me under his wing, told me about the industry and I just got hooked. I thought, this is great. You got people, you got finances, the two things I like, let's put them together. And then he and I got out the Dallas Yellow Pages and started highlighting firms, and I started calling them. And next thing I know, I'm in Dallas doing financial planning. So that's how I got into it. 
That's pretty cool. So it just it was kind of like love at first sight kind of thing. You just you just knew it as soon as you got into it. I knew that it was a great fit for me, and I was really excited about it. So it, it worked out great. So you had those influences when you were younger growing up. What about in the financial industry? Have you had some good influences from, from folks around you? I mean, what people have you really leaned on over the years to help kind of develop the kind of financial advisor you've become? You know, I've got the story of the two Rons. I was thinking about that. And the two for this. Rons? Okay. Two Rons. So one guy that I've been uh, affiliated with for a long time is a guy named Ron Carson, the Carson Group, which we're a part of now. But I've I've been part of I was part of their coaching and development program as soon as basically when I started Chessman Wealth. And he's always been a pioneer in our industry, forward thinking, you know, really he's always seems like he's two steps ahead of everyone else when it comes to what's going on and what are some of the trends. So he's been really influential. And then there's another uh, Ron named Ron Blue. Ron Blue has been around a long time. He founded Kingdom Advisors, which, you know, at the beginning of the show, you mentioned Wade Chessman, CFP, Certified Financial Planner, and Certified Kingdom Advisor. So Kingdom Advisors is a group of Christian financial professionals, and our, our goal is to help take our biblical worldview and help our clients in the financial side using that biblical worldview. And he is he's an amazing guy, still going. He's in his 70s. Um, just heard him talk last week. So I got the two Rons with me. And they've been along the way. They've both been really influential in how we run our business. So two Rons. The two Rons. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. You know, you're such a positive person, Wade. And and you even mentioned earlier you'd like to focus on some of the positive things that you've taken from your life lessons and those kinds of things. But like with any industry, any job, any career field, there's got to be frustrations that still get under your skin, things that bother you a little bit. What Mm -hmm. are your frustrations with maybe the way that people plan for their retirement that you wish you could just wave a magic wand and fix if you could just make the process a lot easier for somebody? I'm guilty of this just as much as anybody else, so it's easy for me to pick on this. But, you know, the the whole concept of investing, it's such an emotional thing when it's your money. And so we tend to make emotional decisions about our money, about, you know, when the market's down, we tend to freak out. When the market's up, we tend to be too exuberant. So, uh, you, know, we, you know, emotions are important, but it'd be, it's frustrating sometimes because they get in the way from us making those, you know, smart choices. So what I've tried to do is build systems and, and concepts that help remove some of the emotion out of what we do. But I, like, I'm the... You know, I need it for me just as much as anyone else because, you know, I don't want to see things go crazy. But, you know, think about COVID and all the things that have happened. So I think that's a big frustration that I have in my own life is just taking the emotion out of all this stuff. It's just impossible to do, but there are things we can do to help mitigate that. So I'd say that's one. The other one is, and I get this, a lot of people come in and they really don't know how much they're spending a month. Yeah, and, you know, because when you're the type of client that's a good fit for us, you're it's not usually an issue. You know, your monthly expenses, you you have more than enough. So a lot of people, when they're, as they're getting in closer to retirement or financial independence, they don't really always know what they're spending per month. So you know, I'm a big fan, big proponent of having a budget or at least some semblance of one, so that you know what you're actually spending through month. So if people could fix, if we could fix those two issues, I think that would really help a lot. But again, I'm, I struggle with the emotional side of it 
this as much as anyone, so I'm preaching to myself here. <laughs> it's kind of the thing that can never be perfect, though, right? Like, you can't ever perfectly manage your emotions. It's just always one of those things that's a work in progress. No, just we're like not our robots. Emotions yeah. in, any, in any other phase of life, it's the same in, exactly. in the financial side. So makes a lot of sense. All right, so yes. manage emotions and manage a budget, two things that would be nice if we could wave that magic wand and fix, but it takes a little work, doesn't it? It does. Okay. That's and a plan. Right. Uh, work and a plan, and that's okay, as long as we can mm-hmm. put those things together. All right, let's end uh, this conversation on a positive note then, Wade. Before we get to our listener question, just tell me, what's the most gratifying part of what you do? Well, you know, our mission statement to help people make smart choices about their money so they can worry less, enjoy life more, become better stewards of the resources God has provided to them. And we think we think about that mission statement all the time. We try to live it out. So the most gratifying thing is when we can help people do that. You know, there's a lot of worry around money. People fret about it, and understandably so sometimes. And if the planning and work that we can do to help alleviate that so people can really just go out and do other things, enjoy life, be a good steward, that's the most gratifying thing. That's why we're in this business to begin with. So if we can help, when we help people live that out, it feels awesome. I bet. Absolutely. And if you uh, have listened to today's show and you have any questions about your own financial plan, what it would be like to work with Wade and the team at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Let me tell you a little bit about them. Uh, They are based out of Dallas. They have an office on Rambler Road, but do serve clients nationwide. So even if you're not local to meet in person, you can certainly meet remotely with Wade and the team. You can find out more information at ChessmanWealth.com. That's ChessmanWealth.com. And we'll link to that in the description of today's show, so it's easy for you to find. And you can also call if you like doing that the old-fashioned way. It's the old-fashioned way these days. Yeah, we'll, we, I still take calls. Yeah. Uh, funny, funny little side story, and then I'll give out the number. We were uh, speaking with uh, a, a co-worker's daughter, and uh, you know, apparently you know, kids, teenagers, they, they don't ask for each other's numbers anymore. Like that's not no. a uh, – with, with the age of you know, your daughter being just in school, I'm sure maybe you've gone, gone through this in the last couple of years, like – it's not what's what's your number anymore. It's it's what's your Insta, what's your Instagram yeah. account or your Snapchat account. Or your like Snapchat. That's, <laughs> yeah. That, that's what you ask people for now I instead know, of their numbers. Crazy. So. In any event. But we still do numbers here. So Yeah, you uh, can still I'll still give out my digits. That's right. The like digits. There you go. There you go. Uh two one four five seven two twenty one twenty. Again, that's two one four five seven two twenty one twenty. And again, we'll put that in the description of the show today so it's easy for you to locate and call if you have any questions at all. For Wade and the team, you can set up a visit and a conversation with him when it's convenient for you. It's time to open up the mailbag. All right, time to open up the mailbag and get a question here from one of our listeners, Wade. If you want to submit a question to be on a future show, you can do that through chessmanwealth.com. This one comes to us from Gabe, and Gabe says, I have our retirement savings spread out between my 401k, two IRAs, a Roth IRA, and several mutual funds purchased with after-tax dollars. I'm curious, which account would I start withdrawing from first in retirement? Gabe, I'll say congratulations because we did a podcast, I think two podcasts ago or recently, on this whole concept of tax diversification, the idea of not only being diversified in your investments, but having tax diversification. And what I meant by that was having money in different buckets that you can draw from at different times. So you've got money in a pre-tax account and your 401k, your IRAs. You also have a Roth, you have mutual funds. So you've got some flexibility about what to take it from and when. And as far as which one you should draw from first, 
a broken record here, but that really requires a plan. You know, do some tax planning. Think about uh, what is it, what are my taxes going to look like in 2021? We do this for clients all the time. And what makes the most sense to withdraw from which? Which account from first? We want to maximize certain tax brackets. We want to try to avoid perhaps paying additional Medicare premiums. We want to make sure that we, if possible, we don't pay too much taxes on Social Security. So there's a whole lot of litany of ideas, of concepts that come together to answer that question. But the good news is you've got some flexibility in the different types of accounts you have, Gabe. So I would say um, you do need to do some a little bit of planning and don't just guess, but kind of get a better idea of what your tax situation is going to look like this year. And then that'll give you a better idea of where to pull the money. So it's a great question. It, it just takes a little bit of work, but it's not it's not it's definitely doable. One of those kinds of things where when you have that many accounts and that, that many different moving parts, you really need to go through that full planning process to get the most accurate answer. But hopefully that gives you kind of a little bit of a, an idea, Gabe, of the why behind that's the case. Yeah. And again, if you want to reach out to Wade and have a further conversation about this, you can do that at 214-572-2120 or go to chessmanwealth.com. Wade. Thanks for letting me fill in today. I'll be with you on the next episode as well, and then Ben will be back after that. But uh, appreciate the, the time and the effort on today's show and for helping our listeners out. It was awesome, Walter. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. We'll look forward to chatting with you again on the next episode of the Monday Night Podcast. Please join us again then. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.